So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. I'm your other host. I'm Solo. And we are a mostly Star Wars podcast. I don't know when that started, but that's the truth. That's, I mean, it's it's very true. We, at one point, wanted to talk about other things, but then Star Wars became life. We just gave ourselves the option for when Star Wars Newsweek is slow. Uh, we've been off the air for the last three weeks? Two weeks? I'm not sure. It's been two weeks, but I don't know if you uploaded anything before you left. Yeah. I don't know if it's been a two or three week uh, span, but we're back in action. And, like, this was the funniest thing about being on hiatus for two weeks. So, the second I announced that we're going on hiatus, I made a joke being like, waiting for huge Star Wars news to drop as soon as I say this. Four seconds later, not even kidding, someone retweeted that uh, the episode 9 writer had been replaced. Yep. Four seconds later. Yep. So, that'll be a thing we talk about, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, It's been a pretty eventful two weeks after it's been really slow for a while. And of course, I was kind of hoping it would stay slow while we were gone. Because we actually, I asked people for questions and... For us to do a Q&A segment, so we'll see actually how long our podcast is. Maybe we'll get to them. Maybe we won't. Tune in. That's where the surprise <laughs> is. Wow. Yeah, that's who talks first for you. A uh, Mostly Star Wars podcast. A mostly Star, Star Wars whirlwind, yeah. right? A podcast. You uh, tried very hard it, to make uh, that a, sound great. You fell a little flat. So, uh... While I was gone, since I was a, it was my fault that there was a hiatus. I was gone. It was my birthday, and it was it was CT's birthday weeks month. That's how she always celebrates her I, birthday. When it's my like a August month is of, my birth month, and yep. we celebrate all all whole month. It's still Basically. my birthday right now. But first, my mom came out to visit. Um, my mom and my boyfriend both still live in Michigan, which is where we are both from, and so. They came to visit at different times, so it wasn't like a week-long vacation, and I got to spend a week at the Disneyland Hotel with uh, Matt, and he had a conference, so he was actually gone for most of it, oh. so I just got to sit by the pool <laughs> and read. It was a really great week. That's it was nice. amazing. And I got a lot of uh, reading done. I caught up on a lot of Star Wars books. I finished Dark Disciple, uh, Guardians of the Wills. And Rebel Rising, mm-hmm. and I also read Withering Heights and uh, Pride and Prejudice because why not? Why not? Um, especially why not with Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> I bought a new cover of it so I could read it again. I'm like, just want to read it. This again. one'll be different. No, it won't because I don't want it to be different. No, I want it to be exactly the same because it's the best. Uh, but uh, catching up on the Star Wars books. I really loved Rebel Rising, which for those of you who don't follow follow the books, uh, that is Rogue One Jin. Companion. Yeah. yeah, and it's Jin kind of growing up from the day that Saw kind of took her in to the day, and well, it's actually until the day Cassian and K two find her. Oh, okay. it's the entire years, s- years, lots of years, and I I loved it. Um, we had read reviews before, and you were saying... Yeah, on Audible, it had terrible reviews. Mm-hmm. Terrible. There were people who were talking about how Jin has no personality in it, it does nothing to develop her character, it was... And I completely disagree. It made me like Jin all the more, and you kind of understand 
her care her I mean her life sucked mm-hmm. and she constantly lost everybody she ever cared about and I I I really liked Saw I mean obviously he's kind of a crazy guy but I right. like characters that are kind of on the brink of insanity characters that are characters mm-hmm. it's fine for them to be a little bit unhinged in a world constantly at war yeah. So, I, I definitely recommend that one for those of you who are still interested in the Rogue One universe, and it really added a lot to, I, f- I feel like, Jin's character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you've I, read the book, let, I mean, let us know how you felt about it, because mm-hmm. to hear you start praising it the second that you got back, and me be like, interesting, because everything that you're praising, people said didn't exist in the books, which makes me think that... Probably some of the reviews were a little... Were maybe from people who didn't like Rogue One at all. Mm-hmm. And then they were just they probably, blaming the book. They probably wanted to see that Jin was a lot different before. But it's you it's you finding out why she's the way she is. Right. And it's because her life fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Swears. I mean... I, We've always sworn. I don't... Trying to be better for the kids. For the kids. The kids don't need to be in this podcast because we talk about Adam Driver's boobs all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to cut that out? Have we ever? I I don't think we ever have. I think that we have and you might have edited it out, but we've definitely talked about them before. (laughs) You might have just edited it out. You might edit this out. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, continuing on the book catching up, I also read Guardians of the Wills, which was Bayes and Sherrod's book. Mm -hmm. This is the one that I didn't particularly care for. Wasn't it a really, like, young adult? Oh, yeah. It was definitely meant for, like, middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is sad. Well, not not sad. I I like young adult novels, but it's sad that you didn't enjoy it very much, because I wanted to know more about Bayes and Sherrod. Yeah, and you, you learn more about them, and that they're cute, and they have a nice relationship. There just wasn't anything they really exciting happening yeah and the whole time i was reading it it's them about it's them about saving the orphans they keep talking about the orphans and i just keep on thinking about that scene from toy story 3 when uh <laughs> when woody and jesse are on bullseye and they're right like they're playing pretend or something uh-huh. woody or jesse shouts oh no the orphans and it turns to the train it's all the trolls that uh-huh. were the orphans and so the whole time i was just thinking about that like three second clip because that's what it was the base and cheer it going, oh no, the orphans! <laughs> and so it was like, I read it in like three hours. Mm-hmm. It was a very quick read. It, it was a very small book. Mm-hmm. And I also, I read Rebel Rising in one day too. And I mean, another reason why I like young adult novels is because they're easy to read. Easy to read. Um, but that one I recommend slightly less. And then this one I won't. I won't super spoil because uh-huh. you haven't finished it. I still haven't finished it. Uh, but I will. I, I do want to give like a slight mini review mm-hmm. of Dark Disciple. I've tweeted about this, <laughs> and the very—it's written in a style that is very reminiscent in most fan fiction. Oh, very much so. Which is not a bad thing in itself. Mm-mm. Because I mean, obviously, both of us read I fan fiction fanfic. constantly. Yeah. We're we're on AO3 on a daily basis. Download and fix to bring to work. But this constantly. was I was expecting a slow burn. Yeah. Not at all. Not nope. This was this was And that's almost like again, I didn't not like it. I just did not love it as much as I wanted to because it was too much. Yeah. And it kind of felt out of character. It felt times. it just felt Especially really for, it felt really rushed is yeah. what it was. It just felt like they the author just could not wait for these two characters to get together 
which I understand, but while that's what I want, don't give that to me. I like mm. slow burns. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to feel you wanna, this. You want by the end of it to like be like, oh, finally. Yeah, you want that. You're like, thank freaking God. When oh. they get together, you want to have that oh, finally moment. Yeah. Hence why big fan of Jane Austen. She's the queen of the slow burn. Uh-huh. Where you're just like, you know these two characters are gonna smooch. You two like each other, so stop pretending that you don't. God. Oh my god. So I kind of do feel like in Dark Disciple, things were a little bit too... This is maybe a slight spoiler, but in the very beginning, the very beginning, Obi-Wan's like, don't be afraid to flirt with her. And Quinlan's like, I'm a Jedi. We don't, we don't do that, man. And Obi-Wan's like, You've never flirted with anyone on a mission before? That's really weird. And Quendlin's like, I'm not gonna do that. And then he meets Ventress and he's like, shit. I won't put it in. I really want her to let me put it in. <laughs> She's like, alright, big guy, go ahead. What? What? <laughs> this whole thing is gonna just be violent screaming. I'm just looking at the playback, but... You know what? We'll, we'll keep it in. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but... But yeah, it was actually uh, written by Christy Golden, who is writing the Phasma book right now, and Katie Lucas, who is George Lucas's daughter. And Katie Lucas actually has a little bit at the end, like a note from Katie Lucas that made me cry. Aww. It was like kind of like her talking about growing up with Star Wars and talking about her dad, and I was like, <laughs> and it it was good. I, I think the book just takes advantage of the fact that it was gonna, it was a book, so they oh, could do yeah. different things that wouldn't have been able to happen in the yeah, show. Yeah, originally, if you didn't know, A Dark Disciple was supposed to be a Clone Wars arc, and it was written for uh, Clone Wars. And I think I would have liked it a lot more as the arc, mm-hmm. so I can't even complain that much, because that's what it was intended for. Mm-hmm. But, because I, I do feel like kind of the characters were lost somewhere in the book, and I didn't really feel like I was reading about Ventress and yeah. Quinlan anymore. Quinlan kind of at the started feeling more like an everyman and lost his personality. Mm-hmm. He just kind of became... But, like, who... It is a character journey. Yeah. So it, it's it's difficult to ride that line. And that we we don't have that much canon sources of Quinlan anyway, yeah. so... It, it... But there are certain things that happen in the book that I'm like, they would not have had that happen in the episode. Mm-hmm. And you're like... Ugh! Yep. It is a sexual. It is very sexual, and listening to the audiobook of it, I remember driving to get you from the airport, listening to Dark Disciple, and being like, whoo, this is starting to get a little... Get a little I was not expecting this to start happening. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop the, the spoiler-ish talk, because mm. you're, you're at the gala scene, mm. and... It's so filled with romantic tropes. If mm. I had a dollar for every time in a fic, I've read the whole, like, they have to go to a ball together. And she, she has shows be- up in this and... beautiful dress, kind of like the Hermione Granger at the Yule Ball kind of scenario. Yeah. Where she's like, dressed she's up. She's so beautiful. And he's like, I've never seen her in anything like that before. I didn't know she could look that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that literally happens yep. in the book. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was still... It was still fun, mm-hmm. but I did not like it as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I started Thrawn, and I don't care. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people like Thrawn, but I super, uh, I will not lie to you, I don't care about the Empire. I don't care about the Imperials. I don't care about the Empire at all. I still kind of would maybe like to know more about Thrawn, 
just because it's interesting to have complex I'm still, villains. Again, I'm still very, very, very early on in Thrawn, mm-hmm. and I'm doing the audiobook with Thrawn, so I'm probably only a half hour in. Right. But so far, it's all Imperial nonsense yeah. and I'm like ah. and for me when I look at the Thrawn book I just see potential I want to see these characters get more complex even mm-hmm. the villains I like a complex villain I don't like villains who are villains just to be villains yeah they're like ah I'm doing this because I want power I'm like ah boring <laughs> give me someone who believes in something mm-hmm. give me someone who has like drive because even though I'm like oh you're the villain and I want you to lose in the end I want to at least know where you're coming from mm-hmm on a similar note, I'm really excited for Phasma to come out, mm-hmm. because I I hope... I mean, it is written by the, the person who wrote Dark Disciple, and... Like, it Dark took so many years since then. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, Dark Disciple, again, wasn't badly written mm-hmm. in any sort of... And it was still entertaining. I just didn't necessarily like... How the, romantic it got yeah, so quickly. Yeah. Exactly. And how romantic it was after... Because I wish you were with me when I was listening to it, because I was literally making, like... Mm, faces like at some things Quinlan was saying mm-hmm. or Ventress was saying and it just felt a little off to to me and we're this is not me shaming romance if no nope. I love romance um, that's all I read did like again I just I just bought the entire Jane Austen collection I've read Pride and Prejudice like twice in the last week I love the romance genre I love and I can get behind schmoop Mm-hmm. I can 100% oh. get behind Schmoop. Yeah. But there's there's way to do it. There's ways to do it. And then there's a bunch of stuff that happens afterward that I won't spell for you, and hopefully mm-hmm. when you finish, we'll we'll talk about it some more, because, I mean, it's really interesting with how the story plays out. But anyway, so... Uh, Phasma. Phasma comes out soon. Looking forward to that. And so does Leia is the one I'm really looking forward to. Yes. Because Claudia Gray wrote that, and she so far has been my favorite yes. Star Wars author. I, I hope she gets to write the novelization for episode nine. That's what I want. That'd be cute. For reasons. And, uh, well, speaking of episode nine... Especially oh. if she's been writing a Leia book for so long, it would be nice to see her write a book mm-hmm. dealing with her Leia's son. Yeah. I I think she could write them all really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of episode nine, the writer, who at one point, point was the director, Colin Trevorrow, and his writing partner whose name I forgot, sorry, writing writing partner, was replaced by Jack Thorne, who is a very well-renowned writer for British TV, but we're American, so we, like... So the only thing that I know that he's done... Is Cursed Child. Is Cursed Child, which, let's talk about more garbage. Let's talk about garbage. Sorry, strong opinions on Cursed Child. Because... The problem that we had with Dark Disciple was things feeling a little bit out of character, and Cursed Child is so out of character. So many of those characters are so out of character, it makes me so mad. And, I mean, that's why I just kind of found it an interesting choice, because Cursed Child is really... He's working on his Dark Materials right now for BBC. Um, And if if those of you are, like, not from America or... uh, in the UK, we don't get your television. No. It's very uh, hard for us to find BBC stuff. Even through Torrance, it's really hard to get it. Like, we, we get Doctor Who. <laughs> we get Doctor Who. We get Sherlock. And Sherlock. But that's really all I, all I can think of. Oh, and uh, Downton Abbey. Yes. But other than that, I, I feel really bad. Like, in the few times I've been over to the UK, P- 
people talk to me about like their shows, like their big shows that they have. I think one of them is like Father Father Tom. If if you're from the UK, know what show I'm talking about, which is apparently a huge show mm. over in I think Ireland or maybe I don't, I don't really know somewhere. And they're like, wait, you guys don't get that? I'm like, we don't get and we know that most of like the American stuff goes both ways, but we don't, we don't get anything from other countries. Even when you try to get it legally and like trying to buy them off like Amazon Prime or something like that, a lot of times it's just not available. Why? So we both speak English. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to give me subtitles. So when it comes to Jack Thorne's other work, which I've seen it very widely praised, mm-hmm. uh, we don't know we, it. we've never had the opportunity to really see it unless mm-hmm. we're going hunting for it. Um, but I will say my, my, cause I really only can have Cursed Child to think about. And Cursed Child is the only thing that he's written, at least as far as I'm aware of, that's continuing someone else's story. Yes. Which is what he's doing in episode nine. Mm-hmm. And I- And he didn't dis- do a good job at it. I'm sorry. You, I, yeah, I very much dislike how the characters are handled in Cursed Child. You have Voldemort having a child with Bellatrix when Voldemort is not- at all interested in anyone else. He is only interested in him continuing to live. That's why he made seven horcruxes, so that he could continue to live, literally. Not make an heir so his name could continue on. Mm -hmm. He wanted to And some of these things, like, I will defend were, like, J.K. Rowling's decision. Like, he didn't make all of this. J.K. did have part of it. But either way, just even how Harry was written, Hermione didn't know certain things and... How she, ha- how Jenny didn't defend her kids, and it- how Minerva's gonna kowtow to Harry Potter. Like there's, there's a lot of things wrong mm-hmm. with these characters, and I know people do tend to change when they age. But when you give us an epilogue, literally an epilogue, right before the kids go to school, where Albus is like, "I'm really afraid I'm gonna be a Slytherin," and Harry kneels down, and he's like, "Don't worry, it's not a big deal." I knew a lot of Slytherins, and... It, you're you, named after one of you're them. You're named uh, after one of them, and will still love you no matter what. And then, turn around and in Cursed Child, he berates Albus for becoming a Slytherin. And befriending Malfoy's son when... When Harry and Malfoy were... Were they, cool with each other. Yeah, they had a fine respect of each other. What When you're in a universe for so long, you... Especially when like, George Lucas or, like, J.K. Rowling, where you're constantly thinking about it and you're thinking about it more than anybody else, maybe you think that some ideas are tiresome to you because you've been thinking about it for so long. So you want to shake it up. So you want to shake it up. But other people, I don't, I don't Or maybe you can slowly, maybe Harry slowly started to change in her mind because he's there every day. Mm -hmm. Because I know with my original characters, and I haven't even written them into books... Sometimes they they like their opinions on things will change out of nowhere. I'll just be like well, showering. Yeah, especially because <laughs> like maybe you just want to be like you're like ah I've thought about this scenario a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll change it to like this scenario. Yes. So I can I can see that happening. But when you don't show it and then you just you're like oh this is different now and you're like wait why? What I hope is uh, Jack Thorne is brought in as just a fresh set of eyes rather than a rewriter because as much as I don't love Colin Trevorrow mm-hmm. and his writing. I do I do want someone there who's been there for the entire ride. And I I am a little disappointed still 
that they didn't go into this trilogy having a plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying a concrete plan. Like, they knew that they were going to go to this planet at this time, and this character was going to say this thing. Right. I just... And I respect that they want to give each director creative freedom. But it still but feels I like there should be this. an overall message. Yeah. And I want to go into this trilogy knowing that they made a trilogy because they knew what story they wanted to tell. Right. And even if it's just as little as a redemption story mm-hmm. or your heroes can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Your blood I want to doesn't know that matter. There's a reason something. you're making three movies. Mm-hmm. Besides Besides that they've always been three movies. And they've always been three movies. And I know people are probably, like, really tired of this debate. And I am too. Because, I mean, but admittedly it still makes me a little disappointed that they keep emphasizing how little the directors are given. Because then it just feels to me that they didn't really have a purpose for this trilogy to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I do... Bringing on a new writer and a new set of eyes early on is a good sign i hope maybe i'm just trying to tell myself that because no, i'm worried it's a lot i don't want to go two more years of being worried but if they're already bringing in a, a ryan johnson just let him finish it yeah please yeah let's just let ryan johnson finish it i haven't watched the last jedi but you know what i really like ryan johnson even if he screws it up completely i just Again, I'll, I said it a million times, but I just want to know that they they made this trilogy for a reason. They had a reason for wanting to tell this particular story. Yeah. So that they knew the beginning and they knew the end-ish. Yeah, like, ish. The exacts don't all need to be there. I, I, I appreciate the creative freedom that Lucasfilm gives, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm afraid it's not going to be a coherent story because of it. Um, and I, I really love Ray mm-hmm. a lot. And I love Kylo too. And Kylo's strangely the one I'm least worried about. I'm most worried about how Ray's going to be handled. Me too. Well, I mean, th- there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And that's because women in media have, are often written very poorly. Mm-hmm. We got really, we got pretty lucky with The Force Awakens, but we also didn't get, Ray didn't have a lot of personality in that movie because mm-hmm. they wanted to keep her a mystery still. And I want her to start getting fleshed out. <laughs> Which, luckily, <laughs> and, I think we will. But. Yes, but I'm also worried for how she can be written. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but uh, moving forward, because we'll talk a little bit more about that, EW Entertainment Weekly dropped a whole bunch of information, and you didn't read any of the articles, I did didn't you? read any of them. Because Ryan Johnson and Mark Hamill were like, Don't do it. Stop. So I didn't, but now we're going to talk about them. I, I only have a few passages that I'm going to read, but, uh, we... Well, so if you don't want to it. know them, don't, don't continue listening at this point. Oh, that's true. Uh, so we're not really, it's nothing really spoilery. I will say in the Entertainment Weekly art- articles, nothing big was dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say his name, Anthony Brzezinikam, Brzezinikam, who yeah. writes these things. Has a very, has a gift of turning one sentence into an entire article of something that has nothing to do with... Is this the same guy who wrote the last one? No, because that was... I think it was. Oh, I don't great. know that, but I think it was. Okay. Um, oh, cool. So, I had a problem uh, with that guy. There's eight articles. The first one was uh, Luke and Ray and their relationship on Ashto. I'm going to try saying it that way. 
Is that what they're saying? That's what the Star Wars show is saying now. Okay. I like Octo better, but don't call anything something toe. Ashto. 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 And it basically just reiterated what we already know that Luke isn't what Ray expects and that mm-hmm. he's kind of sad and he feels that he destroyed his family's life and broke his nephew. Things and that he's you can sad. guess from a man living on an island alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, the only thing that was really interesting from this, or new, I should say, because there was new information, but it was just kind of fleshed out information that we already knew, mm-hmm. was that Kylo was referred to as the Chosen One twice, apparently. Once by uh, Mark Hamill and once by Ryan Johnson that wasn't in a quote. Mm-hmm. Anthony Brzezinski mm. uh, just said something about it later. He just pulled it out of his ass like he did a lot of the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so Mark Hamill just has a quote about Luke putting everything that he had into Kylo because he thought he was the chosen one, which is very interesting language. Yeah, that's very interesting. Go listen to our Harbinger theory. Yep. Which is good. It's not even a theory that we believe ourselves. But that all of a sudden, they're like, what? What? Are we right? Did Ryan Johnson listen to our podcast? Well, he always does. Hi, Ryan. He's Hi, always Ryan. Here. Uh, but it was just really interesting wording to call him the chosen one and to drop that kind of bomb. Who it could it could just mean nonsense, like mm-hmm. just thinking that his nephew was really powerful and thinking that Luke should put everything he have into him and just he used bad word choices. But if two people used it, maybe it was intentional. Who? Who really knows? It's they're probably going like an anti-chosen one story route. Meh. We'll see. We'll see. I I have I don't have much to like I don't have much to say about all of these things, but that was just an interesting to point out thing to point out if that happens and there if there is another chosen one story it's gonna be oh we thought it was Kylo but it's it was actually Ray. But she was chosen to destroy all well, of them. The Harbinger yeah, of Doom. Doom. Yep. So uh, the next article was about Finn and Rose, and uh, same thing we've already known that Finn that or that Rose kind of idealizes Finn. That she he's kind of like a big deal. He's kind of like a celebrity on right. the Resistance base, and Rose thinks he is so cool. But Finn just wants to get the hell out of Dodge. And Rose... She's like, he's so, he's so heroic. And then he's like, I am scared. <laughs> Why are and, you guys... But then Rose to... kind of puts all these expectations on him uh-huh. because she doesn't know he wants to leave and that kind of keeps Finn in the game. That's stuff we kind of already knew. Yeah. They just kind of expanded on ideas that we already were given at one point. Mm-hmm. There's another article about the creatures on Ashto. Ashto! Which, uh, there was the Pogs. The Pogs! Which... Okay. I really hope that it's not called Ashto because I will never be able to say it anyway, but something like Ashto. Ashtoe Englishman. And so with the porgs, I love the amount of people who are complaining about that the porgs are just made for merchandising. And I'm just gonna uh, let just you know. Just like the Ewoks? <laughs> like I'm gonna let you know, as somebody who's worked in TV, that yeah. happens all the freaking time. All the time. Uh, and that's not even a bad thing. No. Because they can be, be like, oh, this will be a great toy. But they can also be 
like there for Cute, a reason. enjoyable reasons. Yeah. So I don't think that the Porks are going to have a huge plot, but they're going to be a cute, fun thing to watch. And I love the Muppets. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. And it kind of seems like from a few of the pictures that they're going to have very Muppet acting. Also, can we talk about how the My Little Pony cartoon of this generation is literally made to sell toys, but it was still a freaking good show and now it's like a cult. Mm-hmm. And that's literally just for toys, guys. That's all, the only reason that was made for. It was just that Lauren Faust was like, well, let's make this a great show, too. We can do both. And sadly, which a lot of TV doesn't realize they can do. Yeah. Um, so the next... Oh, oh no. And the, there's also the Amphibonuns. Have you oh, seen them? No. There's nuns on the island. They're, Actual nuns? They are like... Frog nuns? Frog nuns. No. Yep. Luke, no! Yep, and they don't want them there. So it's a race of all women, like, nuns that are protecting the island, and they just don't want Luke there. Get off our stew already! And he's like, no! <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't think- I Me think and the porgs are that they don't here. speak English, is that they just kind of- Just I wonder how him. big they'll- how much they'll show up. Mm. It's interesting that he's not the only one there. Especially because it seemed like such a small island. Yeah. Um, I- I, I won't say how I feel about that until I see it, because right now I'm a little hesitant of there being other really sentient beings there. Uh, or I shouldn't say sentient, but what's the word I'm thinking no, of? No, sentient's right. Like, capable of thought. and But, like, I'm okay with the porgs. But porgs aren't, like, okay. They're, but they're technically sentient. Are like, they? Do yeah, because they, they, they can think can... on their own and do their, like, have their oh, own well, actions. okay. But can they think about their own actions, and can they feel bad about their actions? Who knows, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. I'm a little hesitant of having basically other humans, not humans. Humanoids. uh, Even. There, of him having having company. Um, It could be fine. Creatures capable of rational thought. Yeah, there we go. So, I mean, I don't say I think bad things about it, but... Right now, you're you're just kind of going to expecting that he was, like, a hermit and just made f- friends with the animals. And yeah. And now that there's going to be... Other creatures there? It'll be interesting. Um, At least they're the ones that don't want him there. <laughs> Shoo. Get out. So he's not able to, like, converse and have parties with them. No, that's... They just have parties in the huts. They just have ragers. They, Luke's not invited. All the amphibodons do it. Oh my god, I can't believe they're called Amphibonuts. They're not. They're okay, not. That that's is just a what fandom people... name. Okay, yeah. thank god, because I was like, Jesus Christ, that's bad. No, no, that is a fandom name. Okay, thank god. Alright, uh, moving on. So the next article was about good ol' Snoke. Hi, Snoke. And basically. Being a people. He's. He looks like a people. And the whole article was basically Ryan Johnson just saying, we won't learn more about Snoke than is necessary for the story. Mm-hmm. Which. I mean, at this point, it's pretty clear that Snoke isn't anyone that we know. Yeah. He's just a new character. Uh, Which is good. So we can just throw all Snoke series aside, theories aside, because uh-huh. he's he's a newbie. Yep. Like, Ray probably is as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next article was out, Carrie Fisher, which um, basically was just a reiteration of all the articles we've had about her passing. Mm-hmm. And... Talking about how this there's going to be some good moments for her, and that they're glad they have, were able to film some of these moments with Carrie and Leia. And then this is kind of her sign off in the franchise. But well, yeah, we'll we'll see how they handle all of that. But 
That's that's to worry about later. Yep. Uh, next article was about Benicio del Toro. Alrighty. Who plays DJ? That sly, sly slacker. Not slacker. Slicer. There you go. That was slicer and hacker in one. Good job. A slacker. So, in uh, the Last Jedi, and uh, basically, like a lot of these articles. I think that we've already known is, or what we assumed that this character doesn't play for the Resistance or the First Order. He plays for the team that can give him the most money. He's no out for way. number one himself, and that's probably going to be a theme of this movie, where not everyone has taken sides, and a lot of people are just kind of doing what's best for them. Right. So yeah, uh, both uh, uh, I think both Rose and Finn. Uh, I can I can say their actors' names: Kelly Marie Tran and uh, John Boyega. Said stuff about Minicio's character, but it's all the same stuff. Yeah, it's like who's who's he gonna play for? You never know, which probably means he's gonna betray them in the end. Yeah, probably. Uh, the next article was the real, the one that had everybody like shaking because everyone was afraid it was gonna cause so much discourse. Yeah, Ray's parents. Uh huh. Um, and I do have, like, a little quote that I pulled from the article and talking about why Ray's parents are important or not important. Mm-hmm. So, this is from Ryan Johnson. To me, it's important insofar it's important to her, Johnson says. And I think it's important to her in terms of what her place is in all of this. What's going to define her in this story? She was told in the last movie that the answer's not in the past, it's looking forward. But she's showing up in this island talking to this hero from the past. So, a lot of the article kind of just pushed the idea that it That it doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter. And Daisy actually at one point said that it doesn't change her character, which to me... Means that she's not a Skywalker. Or a Solo. Solo's been dead for... Daisy came out and flat out said, oh, she's not a Solo. That was pretty obvious. And people are still grasping at straws. They're still so desperate for her to be a Solo. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I, because I really do feel like if she found out Luke was her father, that would change her. Oh, absolutely. And if it didn't, I would be kind of mad because that's her father. that side of information that she is with the man that who is her abandoned father. her, her yeah. father who left her on this planet or didn't come for her. That would change you. Yeah. And so I think just a little bit a way that you go about that story where really actually doesn't change what you want is her learning to let go yeah. of the past and also like. She says herself, Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. If she were to find out that that man was real and her father, yeah, that would change her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... If she d- were to find out that Obi-Wan was her grandfather, she wouldn't be like, I don't know who that yeah, guy is. Parents don't matter, but... But grandparents, just saying, she'd be like, I don't know who that man is. It's I've so never heard that name before in my life. Anthony Brzezinski can... Is a big proprietor of the Kenobi theory. Is he? He is. Uh. And he kind of, like, dropped his own theory in the article. And I, I mean, my hopes are low for Ray Kenobi. That's they're, just what I want. They're low, but I mm-hmm. And the last article was about the dark side, which we finally Ooh. get to hear about Kylo. But guess who What didn't talk about Kylo at all? What? what? Guess who didn't talk about Kylo? Luke. 
No, Adam Driver. Kyle. Oh. Kyle. Oh, was he interviewed? No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. The whole thing. Oh, well, I but mean... But if you're writing an article about Kylo, you think they would try to get Adam to talk I mean, about it? I mean, Adam was probably like, no. <laughs> probably. He's really against... Was Daisy interviewed in here, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Daisy, Daisy was interviewed, John, everyone was. Except, except for Adam. Adam, just, just leave me alone. Um, and I was like, no, I'm... It's because he's too busy method acting. <laughs> but, like, the shoot's over. He's like, oh. No, I'm still Kylo. I'm still Kylo. Don't talk to but me. But this was probably my favorite article. I won't lie. Well, of course it is. Because it said some nice things. Because, uh, like, Daisy was asked about Kylo, and uh, Ryan says some pleasing things that are pleasing to me for reasons. And so we're just going to read some quotes. Read them. About good old Kylo Ren. Kylo Ben. He's definitely been knocked off base, says The Last Jedi writer-director Ryan Johnson. The defeat that he had at the end of The Force Awakens, but even bigger than that, his huge defining act, which, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, is the murder of his father. That's the more interesting thing to dive into. How has he dealt with that in his head? Where is he in terms of that act, and what does that mean for him? Good old sad boy Kylo Ren. Is thinking about his actions. Mm-hmm. What? You mean he wasn't totally confident in his... Actions to kill his father I, and no, is maybe it was questioning so hard to tell in the film because it really seemed like Kylo felt really good about everything that he did. Yes, that's the movie I saw. And all the writings and script and director commentary really pushed that idea that he was not at all conflicted. I've never seen Kylo conflicted once in those movies. It, I mean, honestly. <laughs> For real, though, uh, these are things that I'm, I'm glad they just keep pushing this idea because so many people seem so convinced that Kylo had... He was totally he confident, confident and he did what he did and he was like, yeah, good job. And he also called him a Sith in training. Oh my god. But we'll get past it. We'll be strong. We won't be those nerds. I'll be that nerd. These people watched the Star Wars movie more than once. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and for the first time, they're acknowledging Rey and Kylo's dynamic, which is great for me because mm-hmm. I find them very interesting. And Ryan Johnson said something along the lines that uh, Kylo and Rey are two halves of the dark and the light, which is just like a yin and yang's yin and yang kind yeah. of thing. The whole space panda. Or yeah. Space bear, which was a panda, which was... Ah. Yeah. But wait, wasn't... Oh, no, the Han Solo movie is called, like, Red Cup, right? Oh, Space Bear. Yeah, Space Bear was episode eight. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Daisy has a nice thing to say about Kylo. And I won't say nice, but... (laughs) She just doesn't understand Kylo. When all she wanted was parents, why would a person who has parents do that? It's so beyond comprehension, it's ridiculous. So she has some grief for that loss, and there's anger. To be honest, she couldn't understand doing something like that, let alone to your parents. So, which is good. I mean, I like that quote because it. it I mean, to me, it's obvious. I mean, in a in the good old fan fiction, that's how everyone writes Ray. Yeah, because of course she's gonna feel that way. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the most obvious like response to seeing that happen. In a really good way to approach it. So. I do think Ryan has a really good understanding of these characters right Mm -hmm. now because all of, he keeps saying what he thinks is the most important thing to the character and I think he's basically nailed 
all of it. I, it's all things that I agree with, mm-hmm. so. And the last thing of really important importance from this is that I have written down is that Maz will have a smaller role. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well. I honestly didn't think that we would really see her at all, because mm-hmm. she's going to be... Just on top... You would think she would stay on Takodana, but she probably yeah. comes to the base at one point. Maybe, but I also think she's probably busy rebuilding her uh, home, basically. But, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about or do i mean i'm just worried that more things are just going to keep getting leaked that's my biggest worry it's because i don't want to go into this movie knowing what the movie is we will i'll give you guys a little warning you as the audience if it gets bad we might go on podcast hiatus for a Mm -hmm. while i mean we could try talking about other things (laughs) oh yeah or going on a star wars hiatus for Mm -hmm. a while uh, we definitely will be on Star Wars hiatus in, in December. We yes. probably won't post it all just because I'm not touching the internet with a 10-foot pole. Mm-hmm. But we are getting really dangerously close to learning too much information. And to me, we've already hit that mark. Yeah, we're starting to get a little little too close a li- for me. Yeah. Because right now, in my head, I can basically picture the movie from beginning to end. Same here. Uh... And I could be totally wrong, but at the same time, I don't necessarily <laughs> think that I am totally wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like, we know that Ray doesn't spend a ton of time with the Resistance. Mm-hmm. We know, basically, what characters are at what set, and though we don't know what exactly happens, if, if we know Ray's at, in Snoke's th- throne room at some point, which we don't know that, but that's just, like, an example. Yes. We can kind of assume there's some sort of fight thing, confrontation happening there. Yep. So, yeah. I I, I think we are getting dangerously close to knowing too much. I'm getting to but... the point where I don't think anything could really surprise me in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I will agree with that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I figured that was gonna happen. Yeah, I figured that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. And then, but we have, we have Force Friday coming up. We Which do. will probably be another day of learning too much, but I will go through all of the quotes Kylo has on his dumb toy immediately. I'm, I won't be able to help myself there. I'll just go, I'm like, what? You're what bad. are you saying? What are you guys saying? You're bad. I just want to know. I mean, obviously they won't give away too much, hopefully, but... Well, uh, his quotes from the first movie were pretty... Were pretty like spoilery. They were. Doesn't he even? Doesn't he have the? I feel it. The call to the light. And like <laughs> he does. I think he does. He has like that. He has a. Like, Don't be afraid. I feel it Are, too. Doesn't he have like something like a gra- talking to his grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> they might not have. I don't think he ever says grandfather, but. He might be like, I feel it again. The pull to the light. Uh huh. I think that line might be in there, but. Uh, I I will. That's. Because I know my personality is I can't resist that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. so I'm going to need to remove myself entirely. Um, in December, I definitely will. Unless it's already been fully spoiled for me in December, but I've, I've hope enough that it will Please won't. don't. Yeah. Please don't do that to us, please. Anyway, guys, so it looks like we're going to put off questions until uh, next week. So but, feel free to send yeah, more. Yeah, feel free to send more if you want to to knightsofrant at gmail.com and follow us on other social media, which is all Knights of Rant. Yep. And thank you guys for listening. 
I'm CT. I'm Solo. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.